Welcome to Enlightenment 101. I am Danielle G. I am an author, a teacher, and instructor. This show will explore, engage, and enlighten us on love, life, living, and everything in between. We will discover how to not just live, but be better and sustain a level of life that offers well-being for generations to come. Welcome to Enlightenment 101. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode nine of Enlightenment 101. I am your host, Danielle G. Yeah, that's me. I want to thank you all for joining me. I most definitely appreciate it, and I mean that sincerely. Um, In just nine episodes, I have reached global status, y'all, from Israel, Australia, India, uh, South Africa, four countries and counting. So I appreciate the listenerships in the states. We have Illinois, Michigan, Pennsylvania, New York, Alabama. My cousins are in Alabama, Virginia, Georgia, Maryland. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much. Please continue to listen, share, and subscribe. Leave comments where you can. I really appreciate it. So this is episode nine of Enlightenment 101. This episode is, drum roll please, Dating 101. What will she say? I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Woo! When this one came to me, I was like, dating 101. I don't know. What do I say? What am I going to say? I don't know if I want to do that. But here we go, folks. I promised transparency. I promised that we talk about everything, all things life. And this is a part of life. Wherever you are, some of us are not in that stage. Some of us are or have been. But it is a part of life. So here we go. Welcome to Enlightenment 101, Dating 101, Episode 9. So where do I start? Well, this has been quite a journey and wasn't really sure, like I said, if I was uh, or was ready to share this part of the journey. For the most part, I'm a very private person. And I like to keep my private or personal life private or personal. But here we are, and here it goes. Let's see what happens. Hopefully you will be enlightened, or at least laugh a little, (laughs) because uh, this part of the journey has been a lot of laughs for me, and and that's a good thing. When I started out on this dating journey, I was a bit green. Um, I didn't know a lot about dating. I had been married for a very long time and not connected to the dating world. Um, At the time, most of my circle were married. So when I entered the dating realm, I was unaware of a lot of the, I don't want to say games, but just um, not accustomed to the different styles. I would say different styles of dating. But I did have, thankfully, uh, what, what I did have, thankfully, was wisdom and became a quick study of this new world I found myself in. I have met a lot of nice men. So this will not be an episode of male bashing on any level. 
It is about dating, you know, from my perspective and my experiences. And hopefully that will be somewhat enlightening for those of you who are looking to be enlightened. So I've met men from all walks of life, but it wasn't really about the men for me. It was more so about what I was learning about myself. It was more about what I was learning about myself, who I was and who I was becoming. I wasn't really looking for a man. I wasn't. I was open, but not really looking. I was learning to be independent when I had been accustomed to being interdependent. You know, doing a lot of things for the first time on my own, going a lot of places, traveling, um, having uh, girlfriends uh, that were, some were married, some were single, just establishing connections in this new chapter of my life. I was learning how to be joyful in and with myself first. So that's what I want to share about Dating 101 is learn to enjoy your own company first. If you want someone to enjoy your company or being around you, you must enjoy your own company. I was learning what I liked, what I didn't like, differentiating between standards versus preferences. I believe we have to give ourselves the time and patience, whether new or seasoned data. I think that we have to get to know yourself. Don't rush into anything. There's there's a quote that I love um, that an attorney actually told me. And I remember to this day, she said, to, to act in haste, is to regret in sorrow. I was going through a very rough time and I was just like, when is this going to be over? I was just so drained. I was emotionally bankrupt. Like I had nothing left. And I just remember that quote just kept me. It helped me. So I said that to say that dating should not be about rushing in. Fools Rush In. We hear that there's a song called Fools Rush In. Uh, I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> I don't know the lyrics. I just know there's a song called Fools Rush In. But you should take your time. T-Y-T, take your time. Aligning yourself with the right spirit beyond the flesh. We are living in a society where everything is flesh-driven. It's about who is, you know, what they what they have, what they're built like. And I'm not saying that that's not important when you're talking about dating. Attraction is important. Physical attraction is important. But we have to make sure that we're aligning ourselves in this dating world with the right spirit beyond the flesh. So this is episode nine of Enlightenment 101. This show is Dating 101. In my dating experiences, I've had lots of laughs and mostly good experiences, largely because I took my time and I never relaxed my standards. So even though I was new to this whole world, I knew that I had standards Preferences, yes, I did relax my preferences, but never my standards. So an example is um, I prefer, you know, a certain height, but I'm not foolish enough to pass 
a man of great character if he isn't at a certain height. So my standard is that he has good character. The preference is that he's of a certain height, right? So that's kind of the differentiation between standards and preferences. So I think that's the first thing when you're dating or you enter into the dating world or you are into the dating world is to know what your standards are. You know, some people call them um, deal breakers or whatever you want to call it, but what are your standards? Come up with the top five. The standards are the stuff that's on the inside the character, the confidence, the caring. Last episode, episode eight, uh, I talked about powerful men and the three C's, commitment, uh, confidence, and character. So when you're in the dating world, establish what those standards are. What are those things that you will not move on? That's different than preferences, right? Standards are the stuff on the inside, character, confidence, Caring, heart, that they have a good heart. Your preference are things, your preferences are things that are on the outside. Height, hair or no hair, beard or no beard, tall, dark, handsome, lean. Uh, I don't mind. You know, those are the things that you prefer. Dresses well. Can you have both? I believe so. I believe you can. I don't believe that perfection exists. But I do believe there's somebody that is perfect for you. There's somebody that's perfect for me. And you will never get to that person that is perfect for you if you settle. Remember, settling, even the word, means to be at the bottom. Right? When we talk about something settling, what usually happens? It it settles at the bottom. So don't settle because that's the bottom. Your standards are those things and those items that should not move, right? So that's the first thing I believe that's imperative when we're talking about dating 101 and establishing what you like. And that's kind of the lessons that I've learned. It's like, I know what I like. I know um, what's important to me. And there is no one-size-fit-all approach. So I'm not telling you that your list or your standards are going to be identical to mine. Now, I want to touch on that just a little bit. Like a lot, I hear a lot of people saying you should have a list, you shouldn't have a list, all these things. I think you have to do what's best for you. Whatever you have, you need to know what those standards are. That's imperative because if you don't have a list or standards, then you'll settle again at the bottom for anything. And if you don't have standards, you'll end up with somebody who's taken the space of what you really want. Does that make sense? So wait for the right fit, right? The the right spirit, the right person. And it takes a little bit of faith, right? It takes a little bit of faith. So I have a funny, sto- a funny story or two. Once while I was on a dating app, first off, when I, I, I was scared to death to try a dating app, I was like, just the idea of going on an app, seeing all these strangers, I, it scared me to death. But a friend convinced me to try it. She had she had an app on her phone. She showed it to me and she was like, see, you just, you know, you swipe left, you swipe right, you press an X. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I remember going on an app 
and chatting with the guy on the app. And I asked him, why wasn't he smiling in any of his photos? So this was like, um, you could chat on these apps, right? Because I wasn't giving out my number because, yeah. So I asked him, so you got to get ready for this answer. Okay, y'all ready? His answer was, he was waiting for his dental plan. (laughs) I hear you, Brian. (laughs) He was waiting for his dental plan. What? Okay, next. This guy did not look like the kind of guy who would be toothless or next tooth one mile. So (laughs) when I first began, it also helped me to know what I liked, what I preferred, found interesting, developed standards. I didn't know that I had to add to my list must-have teeth. (laughs) So that was funny to me. Um, That's just something you assume. But again, these are the things that when you go into this realm of dating, you just don't know what you're going to get. So again, it's important to know what you like, what you don't like, so that you can stand firm in that. Some things you will have to be flexible because you just never know. You don't know who you're going to fall for. You don't know what spirit, but you do know what is going to be right for you. And it takes time and getting to know yourself, which is why I always say, don't rush in. If you're coming out of a relationship, figure out the lessons for you. What were the lessons? There's always lessons and love is never, ever wasted. Even if the person didn't respect it, value, appreciate it, What did you learn from it? What are your takeaways, right? That person has to figure it out for themselves. Everybody, every one of us is on our own journey. And you have to respect people wherever they are. It may not be right for you. It may not be a fit, but it's their journey. So I don't don't judge anybody's journey that I've met. That's where they are. I I, I know where I am. I know what I want. And that's another thing. I don't interact or engage with people who don't know what they want because you'll end up as a casualty. They don't know what they want. So I I think that's, again, why it's important that you have to know what you want. It also helped me appreciate a man that could stand on his own. And I mean that quite literally. I'm talking about the apps. I'm sorry. Let me make sure I'm on task here. That he didn't need some sort of prop, like a fish, a car, a drink, another person. Um, Those are the kind of things that you see on the app. It's like, can any man just stand there on his own? In my opinion, it it reflected security or lack thereof. If he could stand in a photo on his own, didn't have all of his buddies or showing you how big a fish he caught. If there are any men listening, and I do have some men listeners... That's not impressive for most of us that you're holding a big old stinky fish. (laughs) I mean, if you enjoy it, that's great. If it's a hobby, wonderful. I just would recommend it as a profile pic. That's just my opinion, you know. Those are some of the things I learned on the dating scene and dating apps. I learned about catfishing. For me, apparently a lot or some men have been catfished. And so they like... You know, there's a process, too, on some of these apps where you can verify your photo, like you can verify that it's you so they know that it's really you. But I've talked to some men who says, wow, you're real. And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) So learned about that. Also learned about hat fishing. So that's hat fishing. 
That's when a man wears a hat in every photo because he doesn't have any hair. So he's covering up his hair. I mean, this it's a lot out there. I'm just saying that's some of the things. And that's another thing. That's a preference. Like some, some women may prefer men with hair. Some uh, women like men that don't have hair. They find it very attractive. So you have to know what your preference is. Again, that's a preference. So if you like a man that has hair and you meet a man that doesn't, don't just throw him away because he doesn't have hair. That's a preference. Be more concerned with what's inside that head, what's inside his brain, what's going on with them, you know? So those are where we have to have some flexibility. Uh, it depends on what you prefer. Love bombing was another thing I learned about. I must admit, this one caught me totally off guard. At first, this one guy I met online, man, he was so poetic. At least that's what I thought. <laughs> I love the way he expressed himself. I had never seen anything like it, like a man be that expressive with his words. And of course, we were talking on the app. And even though it didn't go anywhere, again, I learned how much I appreciate a man who communicates well. So you see how there's lessons in all of it. And because I took my time, there was no love lost. I didn't meet up with him. We just talked. We did talk on the phone. Um, but in time, that's why it's important to take important to take your time. In time, things reveal themselves. If you rush in and then you're working backwards like, oh, I didn't know this about you. Oh, I didn't know that you had two, three other women. I didn't know that. You get, you get what I'm saying? In time, things will reveal themselves. So take the time. Be patient with yourself. Um, I have another funny story to tell. One while I was out on a girl's trip in D.C. with all, um, we all went out to this uh, bar restaurant in D.C. We were already having fun, but apparently at this certain time and certain nights, it turns into dancing and a DJ came. He was one of the best DJs ever. You guys know how much I love music. <laughs> I'm always singing or playing or something, but he played everything from Prince to Tupac and everything in between. And in case you didn't know I love music, like I said, I, I was like having a great time. That's one of my favorite things to do. So we were all singing and dancing and having a good time. And I was dancing with a guy who was well-dressed, nice shoes, smelled good. And we were having a blast. In the meantime, one of the ladies from our group is like, where is Danielle? <laughs> she was looking out for me because at the time I was the, if not the youngest in the group. I think I was one, if not the youngest in the group. So they kind of called me. I think she literally called me the baby of the group. Anyhow, she's like watching over me and wondering where I am. So we're dancing. And of course, I'm singing on the dance floor and a rap song comes on. I think it was like Run DMC or LL Cool J. I'm not sure which one it was, but I knew all of the lyrics, all of them. And he was like impressed. And so he was like, wow, you seem like you're so cool. You're fun. You're attractive. And then he said this, I wish I was a good guy. I kid you not. He said, I wish I was a good guy because you are really, really cool. I like you. I was like, wow. I wish you were too. <laughs> See, when you are a child of the Most High and know it, 
he will have people confessing and let you know without a doubt who is good for you and who is not. So he confessed from his own mouth that I'm not a good guy. So, again, I was so glad because I was I was grateful because I definitely was having a good time. Had he asked for my number, he would have gotten my number. So thank God that he said, I wish I were a good guy. There's more stories, but the moral is dating is about not just mating and dating, but developing and knowing your standards first and your preferences and not moving or blurring the lines. Don't move the line. Don't move the line because you move the line back, you move the line back, you move the line back. Before you know it, you're in a situationship. (laughs) You're not in a relationship. You're in a situationship and you're like, how did I get here and how do I get out of it? As I said in episode eight, the three C's, um, you can add a fourth, but I kind of think this one gets wrapped up in one of them. But the fourth C would be consistency. So we have character, commitment, confidence, and consistency. But I was talking to my friend and she thinks that character and consistency go hand in hand. But just for clarity, if you want to add something else to your your standards, and I won't move the line. I won't. I had one guy that I went out with. I've had, first of all, I've had a great time with every guy that I've gone out with. I haven't dated a lot. I'm not a serial dater. I only date if um, if I'm interested, if I'm interested and he is interesting and we're interested in each other, obviously. But um, I've dated some really cool guys. I'm, I'm not, I don't have any regrets. One of them I really, really liked, but I think the timing was just not good timing. And that's okay. I still learned some things. I learned that men could be graceful, um, grateful, smart. He was all of those things. But again, just not good timing. So what are your standards? Write them down and stick to them. What are your standards? Because I have mine. You have yours. Because if you don't know them, you will go for anything. And it will or can be a painful journey. I've talked to so many women and who just haven't figured out what they want. And know that, you know, there is a worthiness to creating a standard. So there's a lot of words that we throw around. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this part, but you have to also be what you're seeking. If you want a man of good character, you should have good character. If you want a man with good credit, you should have good credit. If you want a man that is uh, seeking uh, or spiritual, you should be, you know, you should have the same qualities that you're seeking. You should be taking care of yourself if you want a man that takes care of himself. Right? This is not about who brings what to the table because I believe that I don't want somebody to make me happy. I'm already happy. I'm happy, I'm healthy, and I'm grateful. I don't need someone to make me happy. I want someone to add to my happiness. Lettucey has a song just that. It says, add to me. How are you going to add to me? Yeah, how you going to add to me? My cup is full already. So I want someone whose cup is full. My cup is full. His cup is full. 
together our cup runneth over. That's a full relationship. I want a whole person, not someone that completes me. I am complete already. Make sure you know what your standards are instead of uh, one of self-discovery and self-love. And discover who you are. Discover who you want. Discover what your needs are. Take that time. And it's never too late. It's never too late. Dreams don't expire. Right? As long as you're here, there's a chance. There's a purpose. There's someone for you. You just have to decide who you are and what your standards are. So I hope that that helps somebody today. Yeah. Oh, you know, I wanted to say something else that was funny. I don't know how much time I've been talking, but um, this was funny too. I want to talk about kind of really quickly the difference between mature men and younger men, because that's, you know, I'm I'm out here, not out in these streets, but I'm out here. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you the mature men like act real cool. They may look at you and maybe, you know, show you that they're interested, but they're not saying much sometimes. But the younger men, they're way more assertive, brave, and they will say to you, they will tell you, hey, I like you. I want to take you out. Whereas the mature men may be waiting for you to come to them. So I just thought that was interesting too. That's something that I've learned on this dating journey is that the younger men are like very assertive. And I'm just not really... Um, I'm open, but not of a certain, yeah, they can't be too young. Like, I'm just not, I'm not going to be a cougar. <laughs> not my style, not my style, but anyhow. Um, so trust in God's timing. It's better to wait a while and have things fall into place than to rush and have things fall apart. That's your quote. See how I snuck that in there? Trust in God's timing. It is better to wait a while and have things fall into place than to rush and have things fall apart. That's it for Enlightenment 101, Episode 9. Thank you so, so much for listening. I hope I said something to help you, to enlighten you. And um, please share. Please continue to listen and I'll continue to show up for you. Thank you so much. Have a good one.